When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we have a lot of in-person experiences for us to talk about. Julie just got back from Toronto, where she was at the Toronto Film Festival, and I within the past hour returned from the coach uh, New York Fashion Week show uh, Selena Gomez was in attendance so we have a lot of different kind of early September events to talk about and I feel like this is kind of perfect because they could not be farther apart in terms of like I was in Toronto wearing fleece and eating carbs <laughs> and you were like with the most fashionable people in the world Anna Wintour row away Yes, exactly. I know. And, uh, well, I guess we'll get to it later, but I get to see Josh tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, we're going to have so much on the ground reportage for you guys, both this week's episode and next week, because uh, I'll be in L.A. for the Emmys. Julie and I have a packed schedule of events that we're going to be attending off a whole variety of things. Right. And our our main objective is, aside from seeing Beyonce and Jay-Z, of course, pitching ourselves for a season two cameos in Big Little Lies. Which I think, like, if we have a drink or two in us and we see Reese Witherspoon, like, she should be scared <laughs> because we are going to go right for her. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll get to all of that. But first, I want to hear about Toronto. So Julie was in, can you, can you explain sort of the setup? I, hopefully you guys who follow Vanity Fair have seen some of the clips that we have produced and all of Julie's amazing coverage and her write-ups, which like she was churning them out. It was amazing. Uh, but where were you stationed? What were you doing in Toronto? You came across so many A-listers. So the Vanity Fair team went to Toronto and we set up a video studio partnered with Stars. And for four days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, our executive West Coast editor, Krista Smith, interviewed the brightest top talent of all of Toronto. So she spoke to, I have a list here, it's pretty crazy, George Clooney, Angelina Jolie, Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Stone, Kate Winslet, Emma Thompson, the Franco brothers. I think it was 45 interviews total. I produced the interviews, so we were kind of in in the hotel room at the Intercontinental. It was really dark. I was in the back on my computer and kind of prepping Krista. It was just celebrity after celebrity after celebrity coming in. So it was pretty exciting, all in that one room. There were real highs and lows. <laughs> so when they come in, when you know Jennifer Lawrence or Kate Winslet or George Clooney comes in, can you like explain what 
happens? Like, do they sit in a little green room area? Do they have a glass of water? Do they go right down to sit with Krista for the interview? Well, I felt a little bit bad because we were situated at the end of this long hallway and we've done this for the past few years. So a couple of gifting lounges have kind of picked up on the fact that Vanity Fair gets like top talent and have set up these gifting lounges like leading up to our suite. So it's like these celebrities have to walk through this gauntlet of people trying to pitch them on like free shoes i felt so bad i mean not like this is a terrible terrible thing to happen to anyone but like george clooney jennifer lawrence just barraged by these these i'd love to see how like an angelina jolie type handles someone like trying to get her to use their free you know like angelina take our free handbag you know, I feel like the scout, the, the response you must get, the ice of that glare and response must be so incredible. <laughs> anyway, so that's what celebrities deal with. They come in to your right. So you see me at a little table and a computer and there's like a little another table set up with all kinds of sparkling water and snacks in case anyone from like Angelina Jolie's entourage is hungry or thirsty. They ignored my request for hot dogs. Of course, I I knew that Angie... I'm glad you asked, though. <laughs> but that was in that room, and usually they come in with a publicist, a hair and makeup person, and assorted entourage members go up and sit in front of the camera on these like director chairs and talk to Krista for like 10 to 15 minutes. And then attached to the left, our co-workers, Justin Bishop and Kiara Marinay have a wonderful photo studio set up. So while one, you know, actor is getting photographed, another is getting an interview and that's how it works. I'm sure I just bored everyone with that, that description. No, it's a, I think it's interesting. Some, I think people don't necessarily, I know I didn't before I was sort of working at VF and realize the machinery that goes into these things. Also, I feel like it's, I always, I don't know if you were struck with this as well, but it's something like Toronto where you have so many outlets there. I always imagine that they have to talk about the same movie just over and over and over again, but they manage to pull it off so that like they're they're pros, they're actors. But 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 they manage to give such good material and it feels fresh and that's always shocking to me. Right. It feels fresh and then you like search online and they've talked about <laughs> the, the same thing, same thing to eighteen hundred like, people. <laughs> but they always they're really but good. But still they sold it. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good at making it seem like they're coming up with that anecdote for the first time. So who were your highlights? There were a lot of different ones I saw in Krista's clips that I want to talk to you about, but which were your personal highlights of the interviews that you were there for? Well, I also want to say that we spent so much time in this room over four days that it was like a hostage situation. (laughs) It was like the most glamorous version of room. We were all so slap happy at the end. I felt like, I don't know. I was in, it was just like a dream sequence. That would be a good, if I ever interview Brie Larson for anything, I'm going to make that joke. (laughs) I feel like she won't maybe take too well to it if it's like actually me and her like in a room and she'll feel uncomfortable, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Agreed. I do not think she would take that well. Well, actually, one day, I think our second day on Saturday, Krista interviewed five Oscar-winning Best Actresses. How crazy is that? Can you imagine? Brie Larson, Kate Winslet, Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Thompson, and Emma Stone. That's quite the quite the crew. I know. Um, okay, highlights. Like, in terms of just movie star aura, I would say George Clooney. Yeah. But... 
he was wearing dad jeans and dad shoes, which was a little surprising. And he came in. <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say something? You no, know, I just was going to say I, I saw, you know, when I watched the video and uh, photo and saw the photo, he definitely is. He looks like a dad at this point. He is a dad. I guess he should look like a dad. He's in his 50s. Right. And most movie stars are dressed to the nines because they have like stylists or endorsement deals. They just have amazing clothes or are lent clothes. Um, But George was really just rocking a casual Saturday look. And he came in. He talked a little bit about the twins. He actually showed Krista a picture of the babies. Didn't show the cameras, but he like pointed to the girl Ella and said, this is the girl. And then about the guy, uh, this is the thug. I know he used that. We talked about this last week or the week before. Like I, the way he is referring to Alexander as a thug, I'm just really not sure how I feel about. I know it's all in good fun in the George Clooney manner to joke around in that way, but it's not my favorite. Right. Well, Krista said that I guess Ella has huge eyes, a huge mouth, and it's just like smaller, normal sized baby. And Alexander is like, big with a big smile on his face she said you could kind of tell the personality it's like it was very much like you know alex was kind of the george baby and ella amal wait so is was krista able to contain herself after seeing this photo i feel like she's one of like 50 people on the planet who's seen the babies she played it really, really cool. I would have probably shrieked. She was trying to ask about which celebrity sent the best baby gift, and uh, he didn't really want to answer that, but he did like offer her the cell phone photo instead. That's pretty wild. That's a great... I mean, to have George Clooney come into the studio. Right. Who else was fun? Emma Thompson was a delight. Just... Uh, <laughs> I guess she had just seen Kate Winslet in the hall, and they were in Sense and Sensibility together, so they had, like, a hug and a kiss, a little reunion. Um, But she was just self-deprecating, funny as can be, told the story about Donald Trump asking her out back in the late 90s when she was filming Primary Colors and how she regrets that she said no because she could have changed the future of the world, like, sliding door style. Oh, if, if she had gone on the date. Yes. Kate Winslet was talking about Woody Allen's movie she was just in, saying it was, like, the hardest thing she's ever filmed, worse than the Idris Elba, like, disaster (laughs) film. Oh, but she said her husband, Ned Rock and Roll. I just love that her husband. Yeah, I love that, too. I guess he would pack her a little disaster backpack every day when she went to film the Idris Elba movie. Because I guess he's, like, very adventury, so he would have, like, flares in there. Krista tried to get Kate Winslet to talk about those photos of her and Leo in, like, the neon swimming suit in Did she go France. for it? No, she did not go for it. <laughs> but, like, they recently... Did you see that thing recently where Kate Winslet said that they talk... Leo and her, when they get together, talk in Titanic dialogue or the, like, reference lines? Right, and that's... I wanted to know that. Like, do they text each other lines? What yeah. do you think is the context? But she, I feel like she's protective of Leo in a weird way. Like, I feel like she wouldn't want to... Well, I guess she talked about that, though. I don't know. Jennifer Lawrence came by. Um, a fun little highlight that wasn't captured on camera was that she had to... Krista asked her to kind of recite the speech from a movie. Okay. And Jennifer Lawrence had never seen the movie before. And afterwards, she was like, yeah, I'm going to have my publicist tell you, you can't use this. That was bad. That was Passengers bad. <laughs> oh, that's so good. 
But I love that she's like already making fun of that. Didn't she? Didn't she in her Vogue cover profile make a similar joke? Like they like they asked her not not it wasn't the same kind of it was like a different way of explaining or you know joking about passengers being bad. But she kind of said she realizes now it wasn't like good. <laughs> right. But that I that's kind of I, I'm into that. Like a self awareness. Yeah. The Franco brothers, Dave and James, they were delightful. Have you ever seen that movie The Room? That no. he's kind of remaking. No, I know. I was just I was feeling like I should see it before I see the disaster artist. Well, I haven't seen it either, but I'm very interested and it seems like they're going to be a really good really good co-stars. It was it was nice because James was kind of acknowledging that he went through this really artsy phase where he made a lot of movies that no one wanted to see, including his own brother Dave. But like oh, now yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah. out of that. Did yeah, they did they, they, were really did they have more of like a brotherly love vibe or like a teasing each other vibe? Very much teasing because they have a third brother. I think it's Tom Franco. Oh. And I guess Tom and James share clothes a lot, but Dave is much smaller <laughs> in size, so he can't share clothes. And James was like, Yeah, that's one thing I have on him. That's that's funny. But they were kind of jokey. They were talking about like which movies they haven't seen of the other other persons they were cute together james said that he really wants to have a cohen brothers dynamic with them so we'll see how that works out that's like reaching for the stars kind of <laughs> uh did you see emma stone was she there when you were there she was there she was wearing this like huge coat did you see the jacket yeah, she was wearing I was well, I, but i was trying to i didn't have a good sense I feel like it was hard for me to tell what the weather in Toronto is in general because everyone's wearing completely different types of clothes, I feel. Right. Um, she was good, but it's interesting to see, and you've seen actors do this the same way, how relaxed they are, like on a scale of one to 10 while they're promoting their film. Like she was very much on message, yeah. not there. She was there for work. Right. She was like a 10 there for work. I'd say Jennifer Lawrence was like a 7. Yeah. But Emma Thompson was like <laughs> relaxed, like someone give her a drink. She was wonderful. And then Nicolas Cage might have been my highlight because it was so unexpected. And just, I don't even, I don't think I have words. Well, so I saw, I saw someone, so Julie did some amazing, hopefully you guys, some of you saw, on Instagram, her like stories when Nicolas Cage was in the studio. But I also saw, I'm not sure if you saw this, Chris Rosen, who we both know, he tweeted something about how he said something like, hey, I'm Chris to Nicolas Cage at <laughs> Toronto. And then uh, Nicolas Cage said, hi, I'm Nick Cage, movie star. Or and So I was just, I got the sense he was a little bit, I don't know, peak Nicolas Cage at this film festival. Oh, he was, and it was fabulous. He was supposed to come in, I think, Sunday morning, and he was running like an hour late, so they had to reschedule the interview. He was there with a horror movie called Mom and Dad that he co-stars in with Selma Blair. Um, so the premise is that these parents turn on their kids. Very scary. Wait, what do you mean turn on? Like, they come after the kids to kill them, or what? Yes, because oh. it... it in the production notes, it said every mom and dad has these dark thoughts sometimes about their kids. But, like, in this movie, these parents kind of act on them. 
So Nicolas Cage was kind of MIA in the morning. And when he finally came in, he explained why. But so he rolls in, I'd say at like 3.30 p.m. on a Sunday, immediately orders Brit in our studio, who uh, is Krista's kind of associate in the L.A. office, to get him a double Campari on the rocks. Again, it's 4 p.m. Again, no one has requested anything heavier or more serious than, like, a bottled water. So he's getting his portrait taken by Justin and Kiara. He has this crazy, like, old Western hat on. He has, like, 18 rings on one figure, finger in this gold leopard print watch. And I guess Justin said something about it, like, oh, cool watch. What kind is that? And Nicolas Cage said that he Googled ugliest Rolex (laughs) and then bought it. I guess Nick told Justin that he and Steven Tyler are the only people in the world with one. That's amazing. I also want to see them together with the watches, you know? I feel like there should be one of those photo ops. Well, the second the interview ended, and I wish Krista could have, like, gone on. Yeah. It's a little bit hard when you're interviewing two people, though, because Selma Blair looked like, I don't know, she was, again, holding on for dear life. Right, right. The second Krista wrapped it up, Nicolas Cage was like, I need a Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) After the interview, it seems like that timing, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as soon as the interview ended and Britt was like, oh, uh, your double Campari on the rocks is waiting. And he was like, I need that, too. And then he ambled over to the little table with all sorts of drinks and candy and mints. He grabs this cranberry juice, uncranks the top, gulps the entire thing in like one swig (laughs) throws the bottle (laughs) into the trash can with such force and then like wanders out to find his like campari on ice in a traveler cup that's i don't uh, where was your like mouth just a gape i feel like i would that's where i really would have just lost it and taken out my phone to film as like a boomerang or something (laughs) nobody spoke for 10 (laughs) minutes after what a whirlwind And that was, I think that was the last interview of the day, which, thank God. I know, how can anyone follow that act? I don't know, but you know what? I wish there were more Nicolas Cages out there, because it was such a wild breath of fresh air. And my biggest takeaway is, I never would have thought, like, I would not even have given this movie a second thought, but now I'm kind of curious to see it. Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart (laughs) in Mom and Dad. Well, you know what? The craziest thing is I thought he was completely delusional. Last night, Krista, uh, our coworker who was doing this this interview, this like Pulitzer-worthy interview, was reading a Variety review of the film, and she said that, I guess, the critic also raved about Selma's performance, like a whole paragraph about how wonderful and like how she's been completely overlooked as an actress. So, I mean, maybe he's the only non-crazy person in this world. I don't know. Speaking of film icons, Angelina Jolie, I know you have, you. there was a fiasco oh, and I'm really, oh I was devastated to hear about this. Well, so she was on the schedule. She originally wasn't going to come in. She was there with Netflix to promote the latest movie she directed that was set in Cambodia. And she had seven minutes to talk. I love that, like, the publicist was Seven, not, not, not ten, not five, but seven. That's so Angelina seven. to me. <laughs> 
So she was also running behind, but that sort of thing happens because you can't predict maybe like you go to an interview studio and they're running behind. There's really no way to know. I had to duck out for my own interview with Darren Aronofsky, the director of Mother. Um, And I was just like looking at my watch, really hoping that we would sync up, but I had to run out. So I didn't get to see the interview, but I run into the photo studio and I have to like lift a curtain and you can't see into the other room. I lift the curtain. I'm like running because I think I'm going to be late for my interview. And I bump into Angelina's entourage of like assorted children. I don't think even any of the children were hers. (laughs) Oh, like maybe there were children involved in the movie. Maybe they were involved in the movie. She looked phenomenal. Josh, have you ever seen her before? In real life, I mean. I don't think so. Is that right? I don't think so. She's shorter than I expected. She was about 5'6", but you have never seen anyone look so beautiful in a camel-colored coat. She was <laughs> stunning. And I'm pretty good with like playing it cool in front of yeah. celebrities, but I, I think I just like stared at her like I lost track of time. I think I think I think like the world seems like it would stop when she comes by. Yes. Um, but I overheard from someone in the room that she was trying to coordinate a trip to the aquarium, the Toronto Aquarium for all of her kids because her kids were there as well. Yeah. They were all photographed. She brought them the all to a premiere, right? Yeah. Right. They all look great. They had their suits and the movie's getting really good reviews. So Angelina. I feel like she would know when seven minutes was up without you even having to say anything because she's so otherworldly. What a what an array you must be! What a, like just so much a list talent to come through over the course of a packed three or four days. You must be exhausted. I really feel like I need to just retire because I'm never going to see that many people in the same room again. Other highlight: Lady Gaga's documentary. I saw. Didn't even think I was a fan. Are you a fan, Josh? Yeah, I am. I mean, I don't. I'm not one of those, you know, little monsters in the front row of her concerts. But I'm. I appreciate her. And you liked the documentary. I wept. Everybody who saw it wept. I heard that I heard that she cries a lot in the documentary. Like it's a very tearful, emotional. It's amazing to see a superstar like that who's obviously so precise about her image and has had so many different makeovers and um, just maintained like absolute control over her music, her artistry, everything completely turn over herself to this like documentary filmmaker who follows her everywhere like you're in her house and you see the star-shaped balloons bradley cooper sent over after she was cast in the star is born and it's just so good and she's kind of bitchy she like says some things about madonna yeah she's definitely like high when she says some things like she smoked a lot of weed and you're so close to her like in the recording studio it's definitely the closest i'll ever be to like feeling like a rock star does bradley make any cameos in the movie No cameos. There's an amazing little credit sequence at the very end where she talks about, like, always feeling so insecure whenever she bumps into Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, she always says she feels like she's, like, nine uh, joints, like, hanging out of her mouth. And she's always doing, like, the least ladylike thing in the world whenever Beyonce sees her. And she always thinks Beyonce is thinking, like, I do not know how this is working for you, girl. (laughs) And wait, how, I know you saw Mother, and you also interviewed Darren Aronofsky. And I know people have been 
kind of careful to avoid spoiling the movie, but what was the experience of seeing this like? Apparently, this is one of the more grueling psychological thrillers. Is that how you describe it? I'm really excited to see it. I love Black Swan. I I don't know if you can really enjoy Requiem for a Dream, but I like appreciated it. it. Yeah. <laughs> appreciated it. And I wasn't super into this, but even Jennifer Lawrence said that once she saw it, she was shaking and like disgusted and crying after, and it took her a couple days to kind of realize what he was doing. It was a lot of symbolism. Okay. Because her character is essentially like Mother Nature, and Javier Bardem plays God, and Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris play Adam and Eve. Oh, weird. So it's, yeah, it's like you're in this house for two hours, and she people keep coming into the house, and she can't keep them out it kind of at the end of the weekend felt like our little (laughs) studio i was like get all these publicists out but it's it's he does to jennifer lawrence what he thinks we're doing to the earth and it's hard to watch did you were you able to ask darren about dating j-law or is that too was that off limits as a question category i asked about her and and she also talked to Krista. She came by the studio and she said that it was so dark that, like, as you know, she had that Kardashian tent set oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In between takes, they set up a tent where they were just playing, keeping up with the Kardashians to take her mind off of it. So if you, the, I want to, like, wrap up our Toronto segment, which we, we could talk about Nicolas Cage, I feel like, for 18 more minutes, seven more minutes, if Angelina had her way. What, if you could, if you were going to, we're going to, go on the ski slopes what do people do in toronto for fun have drinks cider i have no sense of canada (laughs) (laughs) have some maple syrup with one of the celebrities you came across who would be your number one choice okay definitely number one having a drink with emma thompson emma thompson right right that was obvious number one to watch from behind like a plexiglass (laughs) window or something would be nicholas cage emma thompson Emma Thompson for the win. Okay, tell me, please, about Fashion Week and what this event was. Yeah, so uh, this is not nearly as exciting. There were no George Clooney twins on cell phones or Jennifer Lawrence snarky asides. But uh, I missed, I was away out of town this weekend, so I missed some of the Fashion Week events I was going to go to. So I only actually... Too big for Fashion Week. (laughs) Yeah, so over Fashion Week. Been there, done that. Uh, But I went to one show today, which was the Coach Show, which was held in something called Basketball City, which I was... (laughs) Which, if there's anything that screams Josh Duboff, it's Basketball (laughs) City. But it's always funny to me uh, when they have these Fashion Week events that they take these kind of ordinary pedestrian New York venues. I guess Basketball City is normally just like an indoor facility with seven basketball courts inside. And they kind of just transformed it completely for this coach show. So it was the lights were completely turned off. The kind of whole floor was emptied out and they brought in these giant structures, like a mailbox, a huge car, some sort of castle, and everything was just doused in glitter. So the lights were off and everything was just glittery. 
And when I walked in, I said hello to Emma Roberts, and she was just could not get over. As you do, <laughs> she just she just could not get over the glitter. She like, reached down to pick up a handful, and then I heard one of these influencers say to the other, "You know, like, everything's going to be covered in glitter by the end of the day, or whatever." And she was like, "You bet it is." So like, so people were. <laughs> I made that sound more salacious than it was, but people were getting there was glitter everywhere. You could not avoid it. And uh, the celebrities that were there, Emma Roberts was in the front row. Charlie XCX was there, the pop singer. James Franco was milling about. And wow, yeah, already. So an- another connection between your weekend and my afternoon. Yeah, he's he's there for... Oh, that's right. He was wearing a coach jacket. He said he was working with coach now yeah. for the interview. All comes together. So the main attraction, though, and it's always funny. Most of the fashion shows I've been to where there's like one major celebrity, it's always all about waiting for that celebrity to arrive before the show can begin. So everyone was seated and ready to go. Anna Wintour was in place. And it took maybe about 20 minutes after the scheduled start time for Selena Gomez to arrive. And she, I don't know, this actually event, I guess she's the most followed person on Instagram. She's obviously a huge celebrity watching this event i was like oh wow she really has somehow ascended almost even more i feel to like the set like the place where she can be the 20 minutes late huge entourage behind her uh you know like photographing her like and it was so dark in the room so like the lights around her were crazy it was like a constellation and then she kind of walked up to her seat posed for more photos sat next to anna wintour and then and then the show began sort of right after she sat down, but all eyes were on her coming in. And then she was dressed very casually, jeans and like a leather jacket, dark lipstick, but like very kind of casual. And she's filming the Woody Allen movie in New York. And there were like paparazzi photos of her doing that yesterday and today. So I guess she's taking a break, took a break from being on set to come check out the show. Did Anna Winter register any annoyance that she had to wait an extra 20 minutes for Selena? Like, what was their greeting like? I couldn't get a good glimpse. And as you know, as I'm sure you could guess, I was devastated that I wasn't getting like a full on. I was so upset with where I was placed to, to watch the show because it was not, uh, it was very hard for me to see. But because I was like near them on the other side. I was wishing I was on the other side to get like a direct view. It looked though, I saw a picture on that went up on Twitter or on the wires or something. And Anna looked, you know, she never necessarily looks, you know, they, they didn't look super chatty, but they looked happy to be sitting next to each other. Selena was on the cover of Vogue earlier this year. But I think I was once at one of the Yeezy shows that... Anna Wintour was seated at and those started so much later than this so I almost feel like this was early for her like only 20 minutes and then the show itself was a delight Kaya Gerber Cindy Crawford's daughter walked in the show and she's kind of been the it girl this fashion week she walked in Alexander Wang she walked in Rihanna's show she walked in Tom Ford she's 16 so she's you know just I guess you can't walk in shows until you're 16 so this is like her big debut. So was Cindy there? Cindy was not present. I think, you know, I'm curious if maybe it's one of those things of, uh, you know, like how Gigi and Bella kind of keep a little bit of distance sometimes too. You know, sometimes you kind of like want to carve out your own little identity maybe. I would have thought Cindy might come to this one though. Cindy's very supportive of her and I think Cindy was at Tom Ford. But Kaya was great. She, she, you know, it's always so funny to me how you have to keep that kind of like blue steel expression when you're walking around basketball city. 
And then they all had to, my other favorite moment was they all had to stop. So at the end of a fashion week show, they all kind of come back out, all the models for one last twirl around the arena. And for the coach show, they took a little break and they all kind of went in amongst the sculptures. So they all had to kind of like pose in front of the like glitter covered mailbox and the glitter castle. And then you kind of could see that they all weren't exactly sure when they were supposed to then break out of the pose and walk back. So they were all kind of making awkward eye contact with each other. And it kind of reminded me, this is the only time I've ever related to being a model. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could totally see feeling really awkward, like not knowing exactly when I'm supposed to get back into the formation. And then they finally, one of them did it and they all did. And then Selena, Selena said a brief hello to James Franco, her Spring Breakers co-star. She oh, right. Was she with The Weeknd? I know. I, I was on high alert for The Weeknd. He was not there. She also said hello to Emma Roberts. They looked like they were having a very cordial conversation. And she quickly made her way out with Entourage. So she kind of just came in, came out. It was, you know, brief little pit stop in the day for her. <laughs> and how long was the show? Because they're pretty short. Yeah, right? the show probably was no longer than 10 minutes. I felt like they didn't have a great man. They, they had trouble getting Selena out because they started bringing her in the wrong direction initially. And then they took her back in the other way. And, you know, everyone was sort of was trying to take craning to take camera phone photos of her. She is desi- she designed a ha- handbag with Coach that she is currently, I don't know, for sale. So I guess she's really trying to kind of get into the fashion designing space. Um, good for her. Good well, for her. Who was the most surprising person you saw there? Was there any like random celebrity? That I was. Have- I didn't realize the James Franco coach thing. I was kind of surprised. He's not someone I would have necessarily expected to see at a Fashion Week show. Who else? No, I guess it was. It was like the usual crew. I feel of sort of like influencery types, and then you know a lot of oh Petra Collins. Do you know her? She she and Selena have a like forged this kind of creative partnership. So I guess Petra directed the most recent music video Selena put out and Petra was there before Selena and posed for some photos. And I heard some girl come up and like was trying to get through the throng. She was like, I know Petra. I've known Petra forever. And was like trying to like knock people over on her way up to the like front. I was like, wow, this is, you know, people will get try to do whatever they possibly can to get, you know, in the good standing at one of these shows. But Petra seems to be kind of... She was in Vanity Fair. We we profiled her. Um, Oh, I think we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she and Selena have become good buddies. It was fun. You know, nice little afternoon stop at Basketball City. It just was, it just was <laughs> cracking me up to imagine that this like indoor basketball facility. Like, what if someone had shown up for their like standard like hoops date with their bros, and then they walk right. in to see like a glittered, covered, dark lit. I don't know. Like the game, all the games were canceled today. I guess and the rec leagues that must go on there. Well, I am so not in the fashion world, but it just seems so anticlimactic to me that there's all this buildup and then it lasts for ten minutes, minutes and then, and then it's is over. There, like an after party or well, no? that's a that was you know. Sometimes when you go to one of these shows at night, then it all leads to an after party. But with this one, you know, everyone just goes back to work, I guess. It's also so funny when you leave these shows, they take so many, there's these like street style photographers. So like I'll walk by and they'll like take my photo. <laughs> and I'm usually oh my just very... Oh someone, if anyone sees that photo, please. Yeah. 
just but like the the idea that they just don't know who's famous or not and they're like oh i guess we'll take this guy's photo too i'm wearing my like crummy work clothes that are like dilapidated and falling apart so it's just always funny to me and then like selena gomez will be after me but they and then there's all these people there's like photographers there's like all these ubers and taxis waiting there's people with makeup kits if you want to get your makeup done before you head to your next show i guess it's a whole production these kind of fashion week events and then, like, you see everyone kind of, there's, like, police everywhere. It's a whole to-do. Really, it is. And then wow. and then everyone goes on to the next one, I guess, or some people do. It was great. Great fun. But unfortunately... <laughs> great fun. <laughs> great fun. Exactly what Anna Wintour says when she leaves the show. <laughs> I'm very excited, though. We, I feel like this was, it's always fun to get to, like, go to these things and tell you guys about them. And I feel like we're going to have so much of that in L.A. this week. I guess we don't. I don't feel like we want to preview too much. I feel like we should have things. But be we surprises. should say the one. Should we say the one thing we're doing Thursday night or no? Uh, sure. Why not? We're gonna go hang out with our pal Gwyneth Paltrow, who is uh, having a launch party for her new line of shoes with Christian Louboutin, and I guess it's in Santa Monica, right? And I don't know what to expect but i'm sure a party thrown by gwyneth is going to be impossibly chic so i feel like we need a whole new i think we should go shopping beforehand for like some sort of like and then film some sort of montage of us on the way to the goop party right right a makeover montage for both of us and like clint yeah take like her healing crystals and like her macrobiotic egg seed or whatever um and then we have and then we have Emmys events over the weekend. So we'll have a lot to discuss. And we'll both be at the Emmys themselves. So we will be able to share any sort of sightings we see of Reese, Nicole, Shailene, and the rest. I feel like our Emmys weekend is going to be like there's gonna be the big little lies cast and then everybody else. That's how I'm viewing it, at least. Let us know if there's anyone else uh, you want us to look out for. I think last last year, our night ended with John Travolta, seeing John Travolta across the street. Yeah, we had a last year was such a great Emmys week for Julie and me. So we have high hopes for this year to match the, match last year's high. All right. Well, I guess that's... <laughs> I got so caught up, I forgot to even look at this. So that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to check us out, rate, review, all of that on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate the reviews and recommendations. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Jordan Bell. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Until then, no bad energy. Mm-hmm.